0: the weekly podcast let your ipod bloom
1: Hello, listener. Welcome to Wiggly Podcast number 104. Now, a few slightly different things today. I'm going to be your host, Richard, and I'm going to be joined on the couch. It's a while since I've had you on the couch by
0: uh, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. It's very nice to be on the couch with you. <laughs> nice, to, nice to see you. So, why uh, why
1: is, is Hev not here, Rachel? Where is she?
0: Well, Hev's away in the good old US of A again. Right. And she's out there at the podcast conference in LA. And she's there meeting people, trying to get out. And about there, there's actually farmers markets in LA, and yeah, she's off there, yeah. Good
1: Lord, so, you're, you're uh, Adam and Eve. Here. So she having a good time?
0: She's having a fab time. Yeah, we skyped her yesterday. Where Skype is for those people who don't know, uh, internet phone calling, and it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we skyped her yesterday, and she um, is having a great time out there. She's met up with many people that she already knows from last year, because of course she went last year, and um, learning loads and loads and loads of stuff. Yeah. She's going to bring it all back and tell us all about.
1: Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Has she, she uh, met any eligible bachelors out
0: there? Well, <laughs> uh, has Farmer Phil joined us yet or not? Phil's
1: eyes have just lit up on the couch. <laughs> uh,
0: she didn't mention any. No, no, we she wouldn't, <laughs> but, would she? No, 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 she's never going <laughs> to. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Well,
1: that's an interesting one, because uh, I mean, we've had these debates now for a while about Hev's jet-setting all over the place, you know. And, and, and admittedly, you know, she has been on a, on a plane once or twice this year. But I went to this composting conference. I know people would find it difficult to believe there is such a thing. And there were a couple of presentations there, some of which were a bit whew, difficult to sit through, as you can imagine. But one was particularly inspiring, a chap called Martin Bacon, who uh, has a, an organisation up in County Durham, in fact, and he was talking about carbon offsetting. So I had a great chance to speak to him. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to do a, an interview at the conference, but I Skyped him yesterday great. And, and had a superb chat. So he was talking about all these things. Now, interestingly... Karen, who, who's in the office, that many of the listeners will have uh, heard before when Karen, she, when she joined us originally, she kind of said it was a bit of a lifestyle change for her and whatnot. And she's, she often picks on me, you know.
0: <laughs> she has a little dig at you now and then, don't she? She, picks That's who, she sure. draws
1: people into the office for maximum effect and tells them where I'm going and, 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 and how far I'm flying and yeah. stuff like this. That's it. And interestingly, Martin was saying that the group of people that were in front of him when he did his presentation, when he asked who had given up flying, a third of the audience said they had. When he asked who had given up driving, three people put their hands up. And the reality is that driving, in many respects, is more environmentally harmful than flying is, you know. And he talks in in our little interview about the impacts that certain elements of our behaviour have on on carbon emissions. Right. But, Karen, I believe, isn't you buying your four-wheel drive as well?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Rich, for that. Well, she's interested <laughs> okay, in it, I must okay, say. Yeah, so, so to, uh, she's interested in our 4x4 <laughs> to uh, collect the wood for her wood burner. Right. So right. that's what it's uh, for. OK, OK, okay. So That's interesting. She, yes.
1: so, so, she's, uh, so she's reducing her burning fossil fuel emissions by collecting mm. firewood, but she's increasing her uh, carbon emissions by driving around in a, in a very uneconomical uh, 4x4. Rich, uh, i I,
2: think- I got it. <laughs> this is this long, while I have listened to this yeah. diatribe, yeah, yeah. the first extremely salient comment I have to make is that there seems to be a complete dearth of eligible damsels or otherwise around this area, so whatever Hev's up to, in the way, <laughs> there's okay. not much action uh-huh. here. <laughs> And the other thing I was going to say, and I was thinking about this the other day, was listening right. to you banging on about 4x4s four and, and all the rest of it, and, and the papers are full of Chelsea tractors and all the rest of yeah, it. Sure. But it is an interesting thing that if you look at carbon emissions, fuel efficiency of cars in general, so include 4x4s, four yeah. the fact that they're 4x4s four actually has very little impact. You, you either drive a vehicle which is economic... Or you drive a vehicle which uses loads of fuel, and there are lots of four-by-fours which are far more frugal than your average car. And oh, it's an interesting, sure? yeah, I am <laughs> it's not absolutely, a absolutely. because I don't my, think that my, my are, pickup. <laughs> it's
0: a bit smoking. <laughs>
2: my pickup uses less fuel than Heather's mini used to. Really? MPG. Right. So that there's a good example. Is that You've got of the a, speed a,
1: that Heather used to drive it. Though. Well, it
2: might have had something to do with it, but the point is that. Efficiency isn't just down to whether it's a 4x4 or a car, it's how efficient the engine is and and how much effort the manufacturer has made to actually get the efficient use of the fuel. So that whilst I agree that using your 4x4 in London is hardly a great point, just the fact that it's a 4x4 doesn't necessarily make it any more or less fuel efficient than some other less obvious candidates. Okay, and I okay. would just well, that, like to make I, I, that point okay, well, before you right. go off yeah, on them. All one. right, Phil. Well, I, I'm, not quite, I'm not completely convinced by your argument. Well, but, go and look at, go and but, look at uh, the figures, Rich. They're all, they're all available on the internet. Every car now has to have a carbon emissions figure that goes with it in grams of carbon per litre of fuel or whatever. Okay. And if you look at those figures, some 4x4s are horrendous. I completely grant you that, and there's sure. n- are no issues with that. But just because it's a four wheel drive truck type vehicle doesn't make it a fuel nightmare. There are plenty of cars which are at least as bad and many that are worse. Okay, okay. Well, let's go
1: over and listen to what Martin has to say anyway, and also some of the interesting facts he's made about calculating our carbon footprint. Hello, Martin. How are you? Very good. Good. We met briefly at the Community Composting Network conference a couple of weeks ago. I know uh, many of the listeners will be surprised to hear that there is such a thing as a a Community Composting uh, Network conference, but nonetheless there was, and there were some great presentations there, one of which was yours. I was particularly inspired by some of the stuff you were saying about carbon offsetting. What is it that you do exactly, though?
3: I run a community composting group in Teesdale in County Durham. Right. Primarily, we're a conservation group, so we do everything conservation wise, coppicing, tree planting. We actually have 20 acres of our own woodland. Oh, fantastic. And a fantastic site. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So, what do you do with your woodland? It's kind of coppicing and things like that? Yeah, we manage it on a coppice rotation, and we use it as an example of how a woodland can be productive. Right and give something back, but also give to nature as well. Right, okay, when you did your presentation, you mentioned then that you've had a great
1: deal of experience in forestry. in fact, it is, is your field in many respects, and you talked about the carbon offsetting, you talked about your experiences with with various companies, the kind of service they provide to give people the opportunity to offset things like flights, and really, in many respects, you sort of dished the dirt on those companies
3: in a way, yes, this all arose from when I was on holiday a year ago, and I saw pay on. T- Sally, about CO two production in the UK, right? And when they were talking about this, they were talking about whether the government were going to tax it, or whether people should just offset. Right. Now, to me, I thought, well, this would be great for the community sector if they could actually get some funds in to do some of the work they do, and yes, if it sure could also offset carbon that people are producing from their holiday flights etc from their travel that would be great there's a lot of companies set up some of them are charitable some of them are not for profit and there are commercial companies out there as well that are taking people's money and promising offset um, which i find amazing really so I've spent the last year actually researching this and as you know from my presentation came up with some interesting findings.
1: Absolutely now you know you used a, a calculation to, you know, to come up with the conclusions that you did which presumably is available to you know the layman it, you know it's interesting really you were just giving us the, the lowdown which is something that we you know we
3: could all find out for ourselves if we wanted to. That's it yeah the one hard thing is that I, I mean I've been on sites in the past and looked at carbon offset and until i actually came to do this research myself and i wanted to make sure the idea was that us as a community group were going to set up a carbon offset site when i was on holiday i bought the domain name i came back and i set myself away with the research and wow and what i found when i went on to i looked at five different sites and i looked at one trip London Heathrow to Orlando, Florida. 8,646 miles return trip. And when I looked at it, I looked at five different websites, and they all came up with different things.
1: Now that's that's kind of strange, isn't it? Because you'd
3: imagine that in order to be accurate, then they should all come up with the same thing at the, at the very least. Well, I know building a website's hard enough. Um, you would have thought that they would have got the their CO2 calculator correct. I mean, I I, I had such things... I mean, they all say that you're going to produce so many kilograms of CO2, and it ranged from 3,300 right down to... 1200 kilos which to me there's quite a lot of difference there you know big big
1: discrepancies there between the two um your calculation what did you come up with then
3: well in the end i really researched hard and had to go through many websites not my favorite pastime um but you and i you and i both (laughs) Uh, so i went through many of the websites and it one of the best websites was the Heathrow website and the DEFRA website, and basically they came up with a simple calculation, and basically what it's to do with is specific gravity of fuel, so if you're using LPG, unleaded fuel, or aviation fuel, or diesel fuel, it's all got a different specific gravity, and th- and then there's a simple calculation off that. Right. And there was only one of the websites that came close to that. Okay. And they said I would produce 2,510 kilograms of CO2. Right. Their remit for this was that you would have to plant two oak trees to actually offset this. Right. That's when I struggled... The problem is that they would suggest that you plant two oak trees, but these oak trees would take 100 years to take in that 2,500 kilos of CO2. Okay. Now, if you have a holiday every year, you know that. It's, it's not a viable option, is it? No, you can't <laughs> take from the environment and not give back straight away. No. It's Yes, it's a problem. How many trees did you calculate that you would need to offset a flight, a holiday flight like that? If you wanted to offset that one flight, you would have to plant... Um, 155 trays. Right. Okay. So you know that would be a a cost of about fifteen hundred and fifty pounds, and land usage one acre. Right. Which right. So for most people,
1: there's absolutely no way that they would either have that amount of space available to them, but they equally would be not really prepared to spend fifteen hundred quid on a
3: on offsetting a holiday, which probably cost four hundred quid. Absolutely. And when it comes down to, if you look look at the amount of flights from heathrow in one week you would need more land than britain can provide and that's just right. in one week of so course. Um, offsetting Lord. with yeah. tree planting isn't a viable
1: option no it's not it's not at all and and uh, i mean i guess it's something that it, it's quite nice to do planting trees is great and we've often thought about ways of offsetting our carbon emissions you know trying to do something but try not doing something for face value not just simply ringing a company up and saying yeah you know here's 15 we plant a couple of trees and that's cleared my guilty conscience or, or equally sponsoring another company to plant a wildflower meadow or something like that these are things that we, you know, we we do anyway and that we encourage people to do so it's a shame to you know just to have that uh, really that kind of superficial uh, uh, impact of just
3: offering money to other organisations to do something and because it doesn't it's not making a difference is it at all well that's it and one of the real problems is, is if you say to somebody I'm going to offset it you know they go away with a clear conscience thinking I can go on that trip and I'll have another three trips this year or whatever. There's so many more things that we can do tree planting is just one thing that they're suggesting to me as a conservationist tree planting was the only thing i could come up with that would actually physically offset but obviously there's a there's a lot more things out there there's there's all sorts of things from fitting solar ovens into houses in africa which really isn't offset it's a social issue it's not offsetting carbon as such But there's all sorts of weird and wonderful things that you can offset. Biofuels is one for all your staff cars or your transportation that you use. There are distributors now you can buy 100% biofuel, whether it's ethanol or whether it's biodiesel, which is 80% less emissions, at least 80%. After looking at all this, I only came up with one thing that you can actually offset, and that's education you know ed- right. education is probably one of the best sure. i don't think i could set up a website and get people to give us money to educate people they just wouldn't believe that but in re- no. in reality you know if we educate people it can work so much better. When we actually look at the statistics of CO2 production, industry creates 26%, household 25%, road transport 24%. So household and road transport are half of the CO2 production in this country. So if we walk our kids to school, if we bike to work, if we change to energy-saving light bulbs in the house, just small things like that can make a bigger impact and aviation is only six percent so it's incredible i think aviation's always picked on because it's a very easy target it's something that people can say, it's a luxury. Yes. You know, yes. but we have many luxuries in the house, just leaving things on standby. We can change them a lot easier. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it was something, and of course,
1: it was something that you and I were chatting about earlier on, really. It, flying isn't to be-all and end Or You know, there are many things, like insulating your home, for instance. Well, that's a, isn't that a relatively sort of inexpensive way of,
3: of lowering your carbon footprint significantly? Absolutely. There's loads of things can be done in the home. I mean, you can look at the different heating technologies is now wood pellets, wood chips available for the home. If your boiler's getting old, you know, you could make a real change there. Right, right. You know, there's all sorts of things you can do. Well, like Tony Blair said, I, he's very reluctant to give up his summer holiday. And so yeah. so am I. I'm an environmentalist, yeah. but I would be reluctant to give it up. But when it comes yeah, to sure. holidays, it's instead of having four holidays a year, just have one make it for four yes. weeks you know um, yes. there, is, there are different things that we can do you know and you can pick the greener airlines if there is such a thing
1: uh, yeah that's right yeah, that's, <laughs> we're that's a whole different ground altogether. there what the, another thing that was really really interested me is that you said some of these companies that offer people the opportunity to offset their carbon emissions through flying for instance uh have, in in many in some instances have destroyed ancient existing environments in order to accommodate
3: you know, new tree planting schemes, which seems utterly bananas. That's it. I mean, they, they are tearing up uplands and things like this to just plant trees. Obviously, there's no planning permission requirements for planting right. a tree. Um, right. So we can plant trees wherever we want, but we do have to be careful. There are habitats there already, right. which we do need to pr- protect and we have to be sensible. Yeah. Um, like we said, it, if we're going to cover the whole of Britain, we can't do that. We've got to do it delicately. You're completely right. I mean, you know, for, for the listeners' benefit, is there any way that people can get in touch with you? Or can they go to your website or give you a ring or something? Absolutely. Yeah, they can get in touch with us by email, which is rotterscomposting at yahoo.co.uk, or they can even phone us, and that's 01833 six nine zero zero two two that's brilliant
1: thank you very much for speaking to me martin and uh, well we our paths will cross again no doubt hopefully thanks very much cheers well i think that's a wrap guys
0: yeah brilliant
1: so until next week it's bye from
2: me
0: yeah and it's goodbye from me
2: bye from me bye-bye